good morning, uh, Grace City. It's uh, great to be able to continue our series again, uh, looking at the life of David. And uh, we've called this series David Shaped by God. And we've been going through over several months uh, the life of David uh, from when he was prayed for by the prophet Samuel, who anointed him, prayed over him and said, you will be king over the nation of Israel. And then David spends a long time being chased by the, the king Saul. And uh, God has been teaching him lots of things in his life. And we've been looking at that over the last few months. And we've just got to the point now where Saul has died in battle and David is now becoming the king of the nation of Israel. And uh, I've called this, uh, uh, I've called today's preach uh, the slightly strange title of New Year's Resolutions. And you think, well, this isn't New Year, but I'll explain more as we go through this. So we're going to pick the story of David up today in 2 Samuel chapter 5. And we're going to read just a few verses, 11 and 12, and then we'll drop down to verse 17 and read through to verse 25. So uh, 2 Samuel 5 verse 11 says this, And Hiram king of Tyre sent messengers to David and cedar trees, also carpenters and masons who built David a house. And David knew that the Lord had established him king over Israel and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. And drop down to verse 17. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. But David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. And David came to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me, like a breaking flood. Therefore, the name of that place is called Baal-perazim. And the Philistines left their idols there, and David and his men carried them away. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, You shall not go up. Go around to their rear and come against them opposite the balsam trees. And when you hear the sound of marching in the top of the balsam trees, then rouse yourself, for then the Lord has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And David did as the Lord commanded him and struck down the Philistines from Geba to Gazir. And you might say, well, what can we learn from this story? It's a bit violent, it's a bit aggressive, it's over 2,000 years old. Well, I think we can look at some uh, similarities in the life of David and our life and some of obvious differences. And I think God will speak to us through this because as Christians today, as those that have received Jesus into, into, into our lives, uh, God is also shaping us through the power of the Holy Spirit to be more like Jesus, just in the same way that he was changing David to be more like himself. And so I've called this New Year's resolutions because I think we're getting to the point here where hopefully the season for us is going to change again. Uh, I don't want to be too definite, but we're hoping as we come into summer 
that actually some of these restrictions around us will lift, more people getting vaccinated. It's kind of be, going to be a sense of actually, we're going to finally come out of this season, which seems like it's been on us for a long time now. And I guess it has for over a year. And David is also entering a fresh season in his life. So uh, let's look at some things here that, that are similar to our lives and David's lives. And the first thing I want to say is, and I'll try and follow uh, the text through here that I've read out. Uh, verse 17 uh, says, When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. My first point is that God allows seasons in our lives. Uh, and I guess that's obvious for us. In the last years, this has been a strange season. Uh, COVID has brought all sorts of different things on us, and it's felt like we're kind of trapped in this season. But we, our lives are, are more like that than we might think. They do go through seasons. We have, see, we, we have holidays. We have at times when work just seems hard. We, we go through seasons of sometimes our physical challenges. Uh, David becomes king, and then what happens? You think, David, you've been through years of struggle. You become king. That's it. You've made it. But what's the first thing we read about here is that the Philistines then look to kill him. David becomes king. Oh, and the Philistines are up against him. This is so often what happens. The enemies of God hear that something good has happened to you, and then you get attacked. We see it in the Bible again and again. When God looks to establish something new, we often find we have an enemy that will come against new things. He'll come against things in their infancy. We see it when a baby is born in Bethlehem. We have a ruler called Herald who is very frightened that this Jesus is, is appearing, even though he doesn't fully understand, and looks to kill all the children under a certain age. He's trying to snuff it out. He's trying to kill it immediately. Uh, we see that Jesus uh, is baptized, and you, you see the Father saying, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. And then he's led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days. Isn't that like our lives sometimes? You, you feel like you hit high points or like it's going great. And then a week later, sometimes a day later, you hit doubt. Uh, you hit frustration. You, you hit setback. Uh, you hit disappointment. And you think, well, even temptations come on you. And you think, where did that come from? I felt great last week, even yesterday. Seasons come into our lives. Sudden changes come. This is what happens in David's life. You think, David, you're king. Oh, no, all the Philistines are coming against him. Happens in our lives. You see, when the Philistines attack, David comes to God. He inquires of the Lord. My question is, are we doing that? When you feel like suddenly it's got tough, are you inquiring of God? Is that where you go to? Is God the first place you run to when trouble comes? It's my first point. God allows seasons in our lives as he does in David's life. The second point is this. God declares the victory. Verse 19, and David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up against the Philistines? Uh, God, will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said, go up, for I will certainly give them into your hand. What an amazing promise. You think, David, 
you're going out with certainty. You can know you can win the battle. That's amazing. But what about what, what relevance has that got for me? Verse 24, he says, when you hear the sound of marching in the top of these trees, rouse yourself for the Lord has gone out before you. And he's like saying, God, uh, I, God, I've already won the battle, David. What about us? I want to say, surely that is our story. Surely that's our story. You see, we have to fight spiritually. That's what our lives are about. Jesus started something that was always opposed. We've looked at this recently. Constant conflict. Following Jesus faithfully calls for courage. This world hates God. And we have to struggle with our own flesh. We have to fight battles. John 16, 33 says, In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, Jesus says, I have overcome the world. The Apostle Paul calls it the good fight. He says in 2 Timothy 4, 7, this is one of the last things he writes before he's actually uh, executed. He says this, I have fought the good fight. He's looking back on his life. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You see, the Christian life is not like a battle. It is a battle. It's a daily battle. And it's fought through. We don't fight in the way that David fights, where he goes and gets a sword. We have to fight through obedience, courage, persistence, faith. And we get seasons of peace, (laughs) of what seems like tranquility, And then what seems like a season where it's really tough and the enemy seems to draw closer. And we can think, does God even care anymore? Even that can creep on us in tough seasons. Does God really care? God wants you to know today that he's already won for you through his son, Jesus Christ, at the cross. It's finished. Jesus is on the cross and he cries out, it's finished. He's won the battle. It's like, I, I want to say, can you hear it in the tops of the trees? Like God's saying to David, can you hear that sound in the tops of the trees? Because what that means is that I've already gone out before you. I've gone ahead of you. I want to say to you, that's what it's like for us. Can you, can you hear the sound in the trees? The sound for us is finished at the cross. Jesus has done it. He's won. He's defeated the enemy at the cross. The grave couldn't hold him. Mighty power has raised him from the dead. He's not in a graveside in Jerusalem now. He's alive forevermore, seated at the right hand of God and reigning over the church, working for our good, ever living to intercede for us. God speaks the victory over our lives today, the same as he did for David. See, Jesus is the greater David, God's favour is on him. Oh, what it's like to live under life of the favour of God. To be aware that my spiritual heavenly father is always for me. One amazing thing. If you receive Jesus, you're covered in the favour of God. Do you know that? Speaks the victory of the cross over you. My third thing is this. Are you persuaded? So we've We've looked so far, we've looked at these seasons in our lives, we've looked at God declaring victory. He does for us in Christ. Are you persuaded? And you say, what do you mean? What do you mean are you persuaded? Well, we go back to verse 12, it says this. 
He says, and David knew that the Lord had established him king over Israel. David knew that the Lord. So he's not inquiring of the Lord. In other places here, we say, we say David is inquiring of the Lord. Are you going to give me victory here, God? Now it says here in verse 12, David knew that the Lord had established him king over Israel. He's not inquiring of the Lord. Is it going to be okay? He says, no, David knew that the Lord had established him. My question is, do you know what God's really done for you? Do you know? It's not just, yeah, I kind of know. Yeah, I've read some things in my Bible. <laughs> yeah, I've heard some things. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, yeah, I know what Jesus did at the cross. Do you really know? Do you, a spiritual revelation happened that's changed your life. Because that's is what the Christian walk is about. See, I'm not here telling you just to go and do some things. It must start with us being persuaded deeply on the inside. The Apostle Paul talks about some of these things. If you look at, he writes to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18, he's praying for the church in Ephesus. And he, he's praying for them that they might have the power to understand how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And if you look at the Greek of that, what he's, what he's saying is, I'm praying for you for spiritual power that you'll be able to jump over the knowledge gap you've got between what you think you know and how wide and long and high and deep the love of Christ really is. I'm praying that you'll have the power to understand that, that the Holy Spirit, Spirit will open these things up for you. My question is, do you know, do you really know this love of Christ? Do you really know how high and wide and deep and long it is? Because it will change you. Another place it talks about receiving the spirit of adoption as sons, as children of God, where we cry out, Abba, Father. These are deeply spiritual things. So are you persuaded? Or do you think, yeah, it's nice. Are you persuaded? David knew that the Lord had established him. You see, Jesus was strong at the point of despair. He held fast in the garden at Gethsemane. He says, if there's any way this cup can be removed from me. And then he says, not my will, but yours be done. Moments of deep struggle, Jesus held firm for us. We're in Christ. He's now our identity. We're found in him. We're placed in the one who's already won the battle for us. Are you persuaded of that? See, Jesus is over every power of evil, every power of darkness, every principality, every temptation you can ever face, every struggle, however great it is, every trial, every voice of evil that might speak to you. Jesus has power over it. He's won the victory at the cross. Are you, are you persuaded? Every doubt he's the Lord over. Every fiery dart of unbelief that might come over you, Jesus is the Lord over it. Everything that might cause you to fear, Jesus is actually the Lord over it. I want you to be persuaded of it. I want you to know it in a way that changes your life. Jesus has defeated everything. He has now been given the name that is above every other name. And in Jesus Christ, it's not like you're just in a club. You're not, you're not join, just join something by paying a fee or just saying yes. The Bible says you're placed in Jesus. 
It's like you're placed in him as a vine and the branches. It's, it's like organically now you're in him. You can't really be separated. You, the Bible says you've become something brand new. You're now a new creation in Christ. The old has gone, the new has come. Are you persuaded of these things? Let them change your life. If you're not, then pray and say, God, help me. I, I, I want deep understanding of these things that really changes me. You're safe, you're secure in Jesus and the work that he's done. Be persuaded of it. Jesus says in this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Jesus never let fear or trouble dominate him. See, David hears in verse 19, I've already won. In verse 24, God, I've gone out before you. Are you hearing that? Jesus has already defeated our enemies at the cross. Be persuaded. 2 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. What a promise. His divine power has granted to us all things to do with life and godliness. Be persuaded of it. So we've looked at God allowing seasons. We've looked at God speaking the victory over us through the cross. We've looked at, are you persuaded? David knew that the Lord had established him. Do you, are you persuaded of what Jesus has done at the cross in a way that deeply changes you? We look at something else, focus, I've called this. You see, the problem can be, you can say, ah, oh, well, okay, Mr. Preacher, yes, it's, it's, if it's all true, then everything should go right, yeah? Because Jesus has won at the cross and he's over everything. And I go, yes, <laughs> but our lives, we're also called to struggle as well. But ultimately, our spiritual victory is assured because Jesus has taken down our enemies. But we do have to struggle. And the Christian life and becoming more like Jesus does require some uh, discipline, some focus. We have to say yes to some things and no to some things. So I'm going to say that as well as saying we need spiritual revelation. If you get the spiritual revelation, it makes it much easier to say yes and no. <laughs> See, my question to you today is, are you fighting and winning the battle against sin in your life? Are you knowing Christ more this year than you did last year? Do you feel closer to him? As we come into this, potentially this new season, even in a few weeks, things might start to feel different. The question is, Decide what things are really important in your life. What are the right new season resolutions to make? What is going to be different? Think about your priorities. See, David inquired of the Lord, what do you want me to do about these Philistines? Verse 21 says, the battle happens and it says, and the Philistines left their idols there. They kind of left them behind, and David and his men carried them away. They abandoned their idols. My question is, what things, are there things in our lives that we kind of know, they're kind of almost more important than God is in our life? Will we leave them behind? As we come into this summer season, will we, will we, are there some things we need to leave at the foot of the cross? and let Jesus carry them away? In the same way that David's men took the idols of the Philistines, it might be money, it might be the love of money, it might be career, it might be fear, it might be things that hold us back. 
might be people, it might be relationships, it might be our status. You're called to pursue joy and peace and pleasure in God. Focus. It takes some effort. Think about it. Think about change. What can change? And I'll finish with this. How will that happen? My, my last point is this. We need to make some decisions. You see, the story could have been that David went home because God said, I'll give you the victory. <laughs> David inquires of the Lord, shall I go up? What's going to happen? And God says, yes, you're going to win. I'm, I'm going to give you the victory. And David could have gone, great. Okay, I'll go back to the palace. <laughs> I'll go back and eat some more food. Uh, I'll send a few people out to fight, but it's great. It's done. David doesn't do that. David hears God said, I give you the victory, and then he goes into battle. And that needs to be like us. Philippians 2.12 says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. The correct response to the victory that I've talked about is that we struggle and fight spiritually every day. We battle. Verse 24, let me repeat it. It says this, when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then rouse yourself, David. And that Hebrew word for rouse yourself kind of means, it's, it's actually an aggressive word. It means to cut off. It actually means to make decisions, which is where the, the, the word decision comes from behind the original meaning is to cut off. It's like, I'm not going to do this now, and I'm now going to do this. I'm deciding to do this and not this. And, and kind of what it's happening is, when you hear the sound in the trees, David, when you hear that I'm going out before you, then make some decisions. <laughs> do some things, leave some things behind, and start doing some things. That's what God's saying to us, I think, right now in this season. As we come into this season, as we come into a season potentially of new opportunities, as hopefully soon we, we start to meet again as a church, who knows for the summer, maybe in a park for the summer, we can actually get together and see each other. Let's make some decisions. It's like, as a church community, we, will you play your part in the community? Will you help? Will you serve? Will you make decisions to help other people, to be involved? I want to say help build a community that speaks of the grace of God that speaks of the love of God, that speaks of this victory in Jesus. Let me finish just by summarising. Are you in a tough season right now? Is that what it feels like? Say, so don't be surprised or downcast. It's what happens. It's, God sometimes allows these seasons in our lives. Remember that Christ has already defeated sin and our enemy at the cross. Live in the good of his victory. Let him speak victory over you again today. Are you persuaded? Are you certain of the favour of God over you? Are you certain of these things, the love of Christ? God, cry out to God. God, help me know it more. Will you focus in this season? Will you think hard about your real priorities? Will you put God first in all areas of your life? And will you make some decisions? Will you change some things? Will you start doing some things and maybe stop doing some other things? My friends, uh, I want us to move forward together into this season, into this summer. Let God speak to us through this passage.